You're listening today, Luke, presented by Home Sideways. On today's episode, we jump back to 2013, talk about the anniversary of three films today. Stay tuned. Hello! I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Say hello to my new friend! Beetlejuice. We are the Commando Elite. Everything else is just a toy. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? You're just an old hacker like me, but disguised as an idiot. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. And here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Almost Sideways Movie Podcast. My name is Adam. These are my daily notes where I have fun conversations about films. I'm really excited for today's episode because we have two first-time watches in the films of starring Matthew McConaughey uh, called Mud, and also a first-time watch of a Coen Brothers film, Inside Lewin Davis. Also, going back and revisiting a film uh, by Denny, Denny Villeneuve. going to be a challenge to say his last name uh, correctly today. We'll, we will do our best uh, college try today. But uh, we're going to go back and revisit Prisoner, starring Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm really excited for today's episode, like, like I always am. I hope you guys are also enjoying it. We are seeing some great growth on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't already, make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe here to our channel. And if you would like full rundowns of other shows and fun conversations to have, extra content, if you will, we also have a podcast. Make sure you guys uh, find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Anchor, wherever you type in Almost Sideways Movie Podcast. That's where you can find us. Uh, on the other services as well. Uh, keep in mind too, this movie, this episode is being dropped on the 18th of February. So make sure you guys come back tomorrow if you guys are listening to it on the uh, podcast or whatever. We are doing an award show, the Almost Sideways Movie Award Show here on YouTube. We are going going live at 3 p.m. PST, PST, Pacific Standard Time, folks. 3 p.m. Uh, we're going to be going live that day to talk about our Almost Sideways Movie Awards. Now, we wanted to do something different than the Oscars. Uh, we like the Oscars. We watch them every single year. We talk about them. We have several videos on the channel about the Oscars. Uh, but we wanted to have our own little spin on things, too. We will have six big main categories that the Oscars will have. Like Pictures already kind of decided already, but we're doing a little homage. Of the actor acting categories and screenplay categories will also be talked about on the episode but we're also going to go into uh, our own little categories like we have in our deep dives like minor character we have stickman douchebag uh, punchable face of the year uh, movie death is something new i'm going to call it the sean bean memoriam uh in memoriam uh, for movie death uh, really excited for a bunch of the fun categories should be a lively conversation make sure you guys are active in the uh comments section or the live chat because i feel like we're there's because there's four of us we may d need some help from you guys as well to decide who actually wins this thing so uh, anyway that's enough of that little plug there let's jump into today's episode and we're going to kick it off with denny villeneuve's film prisoners happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving Anna, wait until we're invited. Oh, for God's sake, Kelly, get the hell in here. <laughs> what? He actually sings in the shower. So I do not. Yes, you do. Abby, can I take Joy to our house? And wear a hat, please. You're just getting over a cold. Joy, you wear a hat, too. Where are your sisters? I can't find them. Anna? Joy? 
Wait, I checked the entire house. They're not here. Dad, there was this RV, and they were playing on it. There was, we thought there was someone inside. You wait here. Let me go. I couldn't find them. Detective Loki. Do you have children, detective? I'm going to find your daughter. Show me your hands right now. Huh? You put those girls somewhere, Alex. No. I know you put those girls somewhere. He stays in custody until my daughter's found, right? We have a 48 hour hold on. It ends tomorrow unless we bring charges. We'll charge him with something. That boy has never been in trouble, not a day in his life. Well, this thing's clean. I'd start looking in the woods by the rest stop. The police said they're letting him go today. What you doing? Tell me! Well, no, no, no! Day six, and every day she's wondering why I'm not there. You told us that you could protect us from everything. Why did you look for my daughter? Alex. What in the world did you do? Someone has to make him talk, or they're gonna die. We're not gonna help Keller, but we won't stop him either. Let him do what he needs to. I know you know where they are. Where's my daughter? Denis Villeneuve did a film 10 years ago called Prisoner, starring Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. So let's talk about it. Welcome back to Almost Sideways, a place for movie conversations. My name is Adam, and today's conversation should be an interesting one. We are talking about Denis Villeneuve's film, Prisoners, that came out 10 years ago. So it's celebrating its 10th anniversary. It came out in 2013. This film starts Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman, Viola Davis, a big A-list cast. We'll get into it in a second. Uh, so anyway, before we get started, make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe here on YouTube. And make sure you guys are active in that comment section. Let me know what you guys thought of Prisoners because I can't have a good conversation without you guys in the comment section. I do respond to the comments. So make sure you guys you know, give it a thumbs up, like, share, all that fun stuff, and comment. That's what how we can grow here. So anyway, Prisoners. Directed by Denny Villeneuve. It is one of his first big prominent films. I know he had another uh, film that did get Oscar nominated for international film. And the name does escape me at the moment. But Prisoners was one of the films that I really uh, was, the director's name really got to my, um, brought to my forefront and my, uh, my thoughts. And that's Denny Villeneuve. Uh, really, uh, Prisoners are really kind of uh, gritty thriller film and with some really great performances too so i'm really looking forward to diving in and having a good conversation with you guys i haven't watched this movie uh, a lot longer than i thought i had i, I thought i seen it pretty re recently but going back and rewatching it this last week I, there was parts of it i clearly do not remember so i'm really intrigued uh to talk about it here today so anyway uh Let's, let's, let's start it. Let's start it up. Prisoners is rated R, and it has a two-hour and 33-minute runtime. It has an A-list cast uh, led by Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, Viola Davis, Terrence Howard, Melissa Leo shows up here, uh, Maria Bello, and let's not forget Paul Dano. A really stacked cast. Everybody is somebody in this film, it seems like. 
This film was also written by Aaron Gazowski. And I'm pulling a lot of my information off of IMDb, so a lot of this stuff is coming from there. So the film primarily follows Hugh Jackman's character of Keller Dover here. Uh, we see his daughter as well as the daughter's friend whose parents are Terrence Howard and Philo Davis. The two girls essentially get kidnapped by some mysterious person. There's a big theory that this RV that was parked down the road did whoever was in that RV did take the two young girls. We don't know as an audience member who exactly did what, but we have great suspicions that that whoever's in that RV did take the two girls. We follow Keller Dover as he goes about whatever means necessary to unravel the mystery and the truth of where his daughter and her friend are and takes matters into his own hands. We also have a great parallel where we see Detective Loki, which is played by Jake Gyllenhaal. He follows leads, pursues uh, different um, situations and uh, suspects as well and going to questioning and he's battling his own demons about this case as well and pressure begins to mount not just from the time as it's slipping away because the further away you get from a person being taken the more unlikely the outcome is going to be positive for you so trying to quickly work and try to uncover all these different things as layers are peeled back into this kind of a really good psychological thriller what Danny Villeneuve does really great here is he basically makes this really interesting true crime drama that slowly unravels right before your eyes. Hugh Jackman does a really great job giving us this really uh, passionate performance as Keller Dover. As a follower myself, I can totally relate to this character as somebody that is going to the ends of the world, the ends of the earth, rather, to find the daughters that he had lost that was taken from him. And I would probably be at least in my head. I would probably do the same thing he was doing to get my daughters back as well. A really uh, passionate performance that I feel like is kind of underrated for the Hugh Jackman filmography. And obviously he got nominated for a couple of different things, but prisoners is kind of an overlooked film uh, performance. I, I feel it's a really great job. There's really some really intense scenes between him and who he thinks did this crime, which is Paul Dano. Paul Dano is on a different level here. He is definitely more subdued, uh, and he's playing this uh, person who uh, his name is in this film, um, Alex Jones. And there's more to his character that does meet the eye, but Paul Dano brings um, something different. You you were very unsure when you see him at first and you're unsure as the runtime going and especially the interactions between Hugh Jackman. And I guess Terrence Howard does get involved in some of the interactions with him as well, but pr primarily Hugh Jackman and Paul Dano's uh, dynamic here is very unsettling at times. And it's very interesting as the, the film time keeps going where you start to draw the line between, I want to get my answers, but you also have that human side ins inside of you that, draws some sympathy towards the Alex Jones character. And I think Paul Dano, I can't picture anybody else doing that. It's such a high war performance. And I think Paul Dano, you could say that about any of his performances. It's one of the, he's just such a talented actor that gets overlooked so many, so much by Eve, by the awards circuit here. Obviously I thought that he should have been nominated for an Oscar for the Fablemans. Even the Batman, he was fantastic in both of those movies this last year got overlooked by the award circuit here. I think another overlooked actor in Hollywood has been Foster, but he is not in this movie, so we're not going to talk about him today. Uh, so great performances by Terrence Howard and Viola Davis here as well. 
Uh, they don't have a ton to do, but it is kind of interesting to see Amanda Waller from Suicide Squad and Viola Davis. We get the Iron uh, War Machine or air quotes air war machine and there's a lot of superhero actresses in this movie let's just put it that way we don't need to dive into it the one actress that i didn't see get a whole lot of screen time that i think is kind of a negative is maria bello here he plays she plays grace dover uh, hugh jackman's wife uh, she's kind of in a state of um uh, panic obviously her daughter was taken but she's the one that takes it the hardest uh she's uh goes to drug not drug heavy drugs but like painkillers to try to numb the pain and sleeping meds to put her to sleep too so that's way she can kind of sleep through all the different uh crises that does happen uh it's a character that i'm not a huge maria bello fan i think part of that is because the mummy three didn't with the, the tomb of the whatever that third mummy was I'm not a huge fan of her but i think she does bring something here but it's just I, she doesn't have a whole lot to do with the movie so it's kind of a negative for me even though the performance is it's okay detective loki here played by jake gyllenhaal i, I really liked what he was able to bring to this uh character he is definitely a, a person that i feel has a conflicted past and i would, would really love to see another uh, dive into uh, this world and follow detective loki on another case I, I think that would be a very interesting film seeing a prisoner's two not necessarily prisoners too but following detective loki on another case because i feel like this world that Denny film has created is very intriguing there's a lot of griminess to it especially with some of the things that do unravel with alex jones's character and i think that we also need to go into and talk about marissa leo here a shocking performance by melissa uh, melissa leo it's got a lot of uh, makeup on here because she plays the grandmother uh or no the aunt of Alex Jones. She plays Holly Jones here. Um, Melissa Leo is kind of underrated. She doesn't have a whole lot to do here either, but it, there are some really interesting dynamics that her character does do. I, I really liked seeing a lot of her performance here. Um, she's just a really talent, uh, talented actress here. Also, some other big name, uh, there's some other recognizable faces do pop up here. We do David Datskmalchen. I, I do not know how to pronounce that, but David uh, Datschmalchen plays Bob Taylor here. We've seen him from like the Ant-Man movies too, but in The Dark Knight. Uh, he's a really good actor too. Uh, when he props up on the screen, something strange and mysterious is going on. So uh, definitely keep an eye out for that if you haven't seen it in a long time. Also, Dylan uh, Minette shows up here as well as uh, Ralph Dover, uh, the son of Hugh Jackman's character here. Uh, really fine performance there, uh, but nothing like super crazy. Just another recommend, re another recognizable face. I think some of the really strong points of the movie is the writing by Aaron Gasowski. Uh, he has a really way of building this world in the scope, and I think that he pairs his writing pairs really well with anything Lou's direction. And I really loved how they were able to tell the story in a really beautiful way that makes this world feel dark and grimy as well and mm -hmm. as the mystery is slowly unravels it, it keeps you on the guess uh, on the edge of your seat now like i said i i have seen this movie before but i thought i remembered a lot more of it and i really still enjoyed it i don't know if i think it is as, as good as i remember it being because i feel like the ending is frustrating uh to say the least 
However, it doesn't really take away from the film in, uh, itself. I still think this is a three and a half star film. I, if the ending was a little better, a little, I, I don't know. I think the ending, it, it makes sense where the ending, it hap what happens with the ending. I just maybe don't like the ending. So maybe that's why I'm kind of hesitant giving it four stars. Um, but digress there it is a really interesting awesome crime thriller and if you haven't seen prisoners before you guys should definitely go check it out and track this movie down let's go down to the box office here talk about all that uh the film actually came out september 20th 2013 the budget for the movie is 46 million dollars it made 122 million dollars so let's just say that made a lot of money at the box office. It's a really great movie too. I believe it has one nomination for Oscars. I think this movie is a far better, better than uh, the Oscars were, were really giving it. It was nominated for Best Cinematography, which definitely deserving. I thought the cinematography was shot beautifully. Definitely blended into the story and the world really well. The Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films also gave this a Best Makeup win, actually. It nominated it for Best Thriller and Best Supporting Actress in Melissa Leo. There you go. Uh, Alliance of uh, Women Film Journalists also gave this a nominee for Richard Deakins for his cinematography, which that makes sense. Richard, or not Richard, Roger Deakins uh, is a cinematographer that always gets nominated for everything. They didn't win till Blade Runner. So there we go. A uh, lot of other nominations for Roger Deakins here. Why don't I want to say Richard? There we go. Award Circuit Community Awards. The nominee for Best Actor in a Supporting um, role was Jake Gyllenhaal there too. A lot of overlook for Hugh Jackman. Not really seeing anything. There we go. There's the Dublin Film Critics Circle Awards did nominate uh, Hugh Jackman there as well as Aaron Gazowski for screenplay. So really interesting stuff. But anyway, what did you guys think of Prisoners that came out in 2013 directed by Denis Villeneuve? Did you guys like this movie as much as I did? I thought this was a really great revisit. Thoroughly enjoyed this movie from start to finish. I, rather, I want the ending to maybe uh, work a little bit more in my favorite, but I totally understand where it ends up there. I think this is a great film. I think this is like my number six film of 2013. It's a fantastic movie that you guys haven't seen. You should definitely go check this one down. Check this one out. All right, that's my quick take on Prisoners. Really a solid film there. But now let's go into the Coen Brothers film, Inside Lewin Davis. How you doing, Lewin Davis? Oh, hello. I've heard your music. And heard many nice things about you from Jim and Gene and from others. <laughs> you have not heard one nice thing about me from Gene. Oh, it's fairly well, my darling truth. I'm leaving in the first hour of the morning. No, you don't want to go anywhere. And that's why all the same shit is going to keep happening to you because you want it to. Is that why? Yes, and also because you're an asshole. Maybe the coast of California So it's fairly well What'd you say you played? Folk songs. Folk songs. Thought you said you were a musician. Another day, another time It ain't the Folk singer with a cat. It's not my cat. I just didn't know what to do with it. Really? So, to bring your dick along too? I should have had you wear double condoms. Well, we shouldn't have done it in the first place. But if you ever do it again, which is a favor to women everywhere, you should not. But if you do, you should be wearing condom on condom and then wrap it in electrical tape. Oh, the weather is against me. Hard. The rain, she's a turning in 
I'm interested in, in gigging here. Okay, let's hear something. You don't want to hear the record? Why should I? You're here. Play me something. Play me something from Inside Lewin Davis. Oscar Isaac starred in a Coen Brothers movie called Inside Lewin Davis. Let's talk about it. Welcome back to Almost Sideways, a place for movie conversations. My name is Adam, and today's conversation is going to be about a Coen Brothers film called Inside Lewin Davis, starring Oscar Isaac. I'm really excited for this one because I've never seen this. It's a first-time watch for me, and I'm, I'm really intrigued to hear your guys' takes on this. So before we get started, make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe here on YouTube. If you guys are wanting more content and want to hear full episodes that are not just this little, this one little review, but a full bigger episode make sure you guys check out our podcast on apple spotify stitcher and pandora where you can hear my episodes as well as terry zach and todd as well i'm uh, really excited for today's episode inside lewin davis never seen it before coen brothers really do a lot of good work in their films i've seen a lot of good coen brothers movies i don't know why i missed out on this one as i was watching inside lewin davis uh, the other day i got completely uh, engrossed in the world of these uh filmmakers have created so let's dive into this conversation here this movie is an hour and 44 minutes long and it is rated r which i was kind of shocked that it is rated r for some reason i wasn't expecting that but it is a drama and it has a lot of great music in it too the synopsis here on imdb states it's a week in the life of a young singer as he navigates the greenwich village folk scene of 1961 so immediately right there by yourself a synopsis that puts me in a time and place that i've never been in don't know too much about so immediately gets me invested there and being a first time watch i never watched it i can't remember if i've ever seen a trailer and i never read that synopsis before until then and i'm not 100 sure based off that synopsis if that's something i would be kind of interested in i think what really got me would get me invested in here and especially that's one reason why i'm doing this episode is because it's the coen brothers it's oscar isaac is starring uh, so it's talent that got get has piqued my interest over the course of my life this movie also stars oscar isaac of course as Lewin Davis, also a really good performance by Carrie Mulligan here. Uh, one of my favorites. I really liked her in Promising Young Woman. I think we do have a review up on the channel, so make sure you guys check that review up there. Also, John Goodman shows up. Garrett Hedlund shows up. Justin Timberlake. We have a performance from Adam Driver very briefly in a very weird performance there. Uh, Stark Sands shows up. There's a lot of other little uh, talented actors that do pump up here. Again, this is directed by the Coen brothers and is also written by the Coens as well. Weirdly, though, it says here directed by Ethan Coen and Joel Coen on IMDb. And it says written by Joel Coen and Ethan Coen. They kind of like swapped them. I'm not 100% sure that's it's interesting, but I need this to say. What I really love about this movie is that you follow this up and coming singer oscar isaac and it is told in a way that is can't help but keep your interest and keep your your focus to the screen uh, i have a habit of sometimes keeping notes as i'm, I'm watching movies and i kind of maybe stop lose my focus a little bit on the on the screen but i i was glued to the screen as this, this movie uh progressed the runtime and oscar isaac is has my attention a lot of the time when i'm seeing him his movies but i feel like the coen brothers really got me invested in this world this is unlike anything really that i have seen them do obviously i think they're known for the comedies like burn after reading which funnily enough we did just drop a review for that so check that out 
the uh, another i guess the one that isn't really a comedy is no country for old men that i really love that's a top 100 movie for me and obviously they have a really good way of making these comedies these dark humor mm-hmm. comedies but also like really good dramatical works uh, that are engaging and keeps your intention uh keeps your attention and i'm watching lewin davis and this cat and um as he journeys from place to place uh, to uh you know, different homes that he has to stay into different venues that he's performing at and completely engaged in this, like this performance in this world uh, in Greenwich, Greenwich village in, of 1961. It's, it's really in, interesting to see these different characters interact and seeing the, the confliction between Carrie, Carrie Mulligan and Oscar Isaac as they're having their back and forth conversation about a possible pregnancy. And uh, obviously Carrie Mulligan's with a different uh, man, played by Justin Timberlake and seeing the dynamics between the three of them is uh, really interesting. And seeing Justin Timberlake, Timberlake in this, he kind of lights up the room and he's one of the more positive characters in the, the whole movie where everybody else is kind of more dark and cynical. Uh, really had this really awesome sequence with John Goodman here that got me a little annoyed by the character of Goodman, but also it's like, I wanted to hear more that he, what he had to say. It was, it was kind of a, really interesting there. Uh, Garrett Hedlund plays Johnny Five, the driver of uh, John Goodman here. Uh, he has not really much to do, but it's it's interesting to see him there. But Adam Driver is the interesting one. Obviously, we know him. Uh, we love Adam Driver here on the, the channel. And uh, he plays Al Cody. He uh, is one of the guys that does lend the uh, his house for Lewin Davis estate. But he also is introduced in this uh this, this trio band, I guess they put throw together with Justin Timberlake and um, Adam Driver, and then they invite Oscar Isaac Lewin Davis characters sing this one song. He has some really funny dialogue there. He has some really funny uh, vocal talent that he uh, adds to this track. Uh, really great scene. Uh, if we were doing a top scenes of this this year, 2013, that, that might have to be up there as a top scene for me. It's at least in the conversation. Uh, really funny or funny stuff there with uh, wow, wow. Anyway, I don't, I don't know the whole song, but that's just it's funny to hear Adam Driver do these little little melodies here. Uh, some things that I wanted to kind of expand more was I kind of wanted this movie to be a little longer. You know, it has plays really well an hour 45. I wanted to see like more of the dynamic between um, this, this family that he does stay with that because Oscar Isaac's uh, character, Lewin Davis, was a uh, uh, you know, had a partner where he was, he was an act with another singer who, as we slowly find out, he committed suicide by jumping off of the George Washington bridge, which I don't understand why you would do the jump off the George Washington bridge. You would jump off the Brooklyn bridge. But anyway, uh, it was interesting to see the dynamic there. Maybe I get a flashback of their time singing together would have been kind of interesting, but maybe that would change the vibe of the movie. Uh, but the big highlight of this whole entire film experience was hearing these amazing songs that I kind of wanted to download on my phone, which after this review, after I'm done recording, I'm definitely going to download some of these songs on my phone and listen to them because they're really good mo- uh, melodies. And yeah, they're folk songs. That's really not the genre of music that I really listen to or little um, resonate with. But there's something about the, you know, maybe the talent involved and Oscar Isaac singing these songs that got me into it. And I, I really enjoyed this movie out of the, the couple movies I've 
done first time watches with, I think this is one of my favorites. I don't know if it's my favorite of the year. First time watch that is yet, but it's definitely up there. And I, I gotta say, this is uh, an easy three and a half star film for me. Uh, it's really so close from four stars. I think maybe if I watch this again, I'm giving this four stars, but inside Lewin Davis, such an awesome, powerful film that from the Coen brothers. I really liked this one a lot. This one really resonated with me. Let's dive in here. It, it came out January 10th, 2014. So it I got a wine release in the 2014, but I believe it also, let's see here. I think you got a limited release in the States here. I'm trying to find, yeah. United yeah, a film festival in 2013, a couple little AFI film festivals in November. I think this was definitely a limited run film in 2013 because it, it says United States January 10th, 2014. So I uh, still qualified for the Oscars that year, which I did get a couple of nominations there, but let's go to this box office. The budget for the movie was $11 million. It made 32.9 million. It did make its budget back and more. I think a lot of that had to do with the Coen brothers and getting some of the award love and praise. I do remember back in the, uh, back in at a time, 10 years ago that they were saying that Oscar Isaac was snubbed for the Oscar, which I feel like he deserves to be nominated at some point rather soon. So, Let's go into the awards here. It was nominated for two Oscars, Best Achievement in Cinematography. It went up against uh, Roger Deakins in Prisoners, so we do know that already. I did not win there, but it also got Achievement in Sound Mixing, which is not a category anymore. Uh, that's just sound editing. But only two uh, nominations there for the Oscars. Also got a couple of nominations at the BAFTAs, Best Original Screenplay for the Coens, uh, Best Cinematography, and Best Sound. No wins there either. Did it win anything? You got a lot of okay. The AFI Awards, it did win for Movie of the Year. Alliance of Women and Film Journalists also gave this a winner for Best Film Score. A couple nominations here. They nominated Oscar Isaac here, and they nominated the Best Director for the Coens. A lot of nominations. I don't see a whole lot of wins, though. There's a winner. Boston Society of Film Critics. Best use of music in a film. That was the only nomination there, but one. Not a whole lot of wins, but a really solid film here. Anyway, what did you guys think of Inside Lewin Davis? That's my quick thoughts and takes on the film. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I cannot wait to revisit this one. I definitely need to pick up the criterion of this movie and dive into the superlatives on the disc there, too. Uh, but anyway, let me know in the comment section down below what you guys thought. Let me make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Check out the audio podcast streaming on Spotify, Citra, and Pandora. Again, my name is Adam. Looking forward to having a good conversation in the comment section with you guys on Inside Lewin Davis. All right, well, that's my quick takes on Inside Lewin Davis. Let's jump to our final review, and that is Mud. Sorry, Matthew McConaughey. There are things you can get away with in this world, and there are things you can't. It's been here a while. He thinks the last flood did it. Here it is. Who else knows about this? Just me and Galen. Good. This boat's ours. Someone's here. What? Someone's living in our boat. You know that guy? I've never seen him before. What'd you say, boys? You got crosses in your heels. Nails. Shaped like crosses. What for? Ward off evil spirits. I'm waiting on my girlfriend. 
She got these birds tattooed on her hands here. Nightingale. Good luck, birds. I just can't spend the rest of my life running away with him. She don't care about nobody but herself. Are you stuck off in that island? Because of her. Ma'am, have you seen this man? No, sir. Son, have you? What do you do? This river brings a lot of trash down. You got to know what's worth keeping and what's worth letting go. You never said your name. Mud. You can call me Mud. I won't try getting this boat in the water. It's my best shot. I made a list of things we're going to need. You boys need to watch yourself. What Mud's into is something you don't want to be involved in. I got a lot of folks looking for me. Keep lying! You hear me, Trash? Where are they? He's not dangerous. It sounds like the state troopers think different. We're going to pray for the death of the man who killed my son. Y'all been good to me. You're the only friends I've got out here. You did it for her? Protect her? Don't expect any help from me. We got too much riding on this. You know you don't know him, right? What have you been doing? Everything you told me was a lie! Ten years ago, a film called Mud, sorry, Matthew McConaughey came out, and this is one of the earlier films, the McConaissance, so let's talk about it. Hey everybody, welcome back to Almost Sideways, a place for movie conversation. My name is Adam. Today's conversation should be a rather fun one, and that is talking about a McConaissance film called Mud, starring Matthew McConaughey. Really excited to dive into this movie. I've never seen this first-time watch Keep that in mind. First time watch of Mud. Now, not a huge uh, film that a lot of people are talking about, but I I do remember seeing this poster and wanting to watch this movie for a long time. So I found this at a relatively uh, like I think at a pawn shop, and I wanted to talk about it. So I was like, let's take a look at this. This this, this movie is directed and written by Jeff Nichols. Uh, I've never seen this movie before again, so make sure you guys uh, make sure you guys jump into that comments section. Let me know what you guys thought of Mud. Make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe here on YouTube uh, as well, uh, so we can have a good, fun conversation talking about all things movies. Anyway, let's jump into this conversation of Mud. This movie is two hours and ten minutes long. It's PG thirteen. The synopsis here on IMDb does read: Two young boys encounter a fugitive and form a pact to help him evade the vigilantes that are on his trail and to reunite him with his true love. Going into this movie, I don't know what I really expected from this. I did not read any synopsis, didn't watch any trailers. I just I just know the poster and the, off the Blu-ray, and it's Matthew McConaughey. So he has earned my trust a little bit, especially during this earlier phases of the reconnaissance and i had recently just done another first time watch last year called killer joe very dark movie really go check that one out really great little film there uh, but anyway wanting to watch this movie so i didn't really know who was in this movie so when the, the different familiar faces did that popped up i was like oh that guy's in it this guy's in it first off this movie stars some really good um, actors here we have matthew mcconaughey leading this movie as mud but we have Ty Sheridan, a young, young Ty Sheridan who plays a 14-year-old boy named Ellis here. Really awesome performance by Ty Sheridan. Never seen him better, actually. Uh, Jacob Laughlin plays his front, uh, friend Neckbone. We got Sam Shepard shows up. We got Reese Witherspoon shows up here. We got Ray McKenna. We got Sarah Paulson. Michael Shannon shows up in this movie. And uh, I've not seen anybody else, but 
again, really great actors there. If that isn't, if those actors don't say indie film, I, I don't know what else to, what to tell you there. Being a film so early on in the Connaissance and Matthew McConaughey being the big focal point on the poster and the title is based off his character is the reason why I'm saying you guys should go watch this movie. But that's not the case at all. He's good and really good actor there. But I'm telling you, go watch this movie for a young Ty Sheridan. He is so awesome in this movie. I've never seen this guy any better. He plays this, like I said, 14-year-old boy named Ellis who befriends Mud here and kind of forms a pact with him and has his friend named Neckbone. And, and, but Neckbone, great name. And I love seeing the interactions between Ellis and Neckbone here. Uh, really good. But there's so much going on with Ellis's character here. He didn't just form a bond with uh, Mud here. He also has to deal with the relationship of his parents that are falling apart at home. He has this really awesome interactions with Michael Shannon here. He befriends the neighbor across the street or across the water that because they live on a, on the river, a li- uh, across the river played by Sam Shepard, seeing all these inter- different interactions. And as he has those real realizations that uh, Mud's a fugitive and he's asking these tougher questions at that point. And he also meets a girl as well. And he wants the people who have feelings for each other to have uh, be together. And he is so expressive with his eyes. And a lot of that innocence comes out in it. But it also kind of, um, I, I'm spacing on the word, but kind of adolescence comes out in his eyes too, where he's always questioning something and you always know that how he's responding is not really what he's thinking. And I feel like that's just a really great way to find a great actor with great um, emotions and that he emotes with his eyes just by his facial uh, movements is such a really, uh, such a fascinating way to tell this story. And I feel like draws a bigger, uh, draws you more into the character and have you kind of how would you react in those situations and seeing him interact with mud and really get to the bottom of emotions at the very end of the film it's it it's definitely uh engaging film and especially his performance is by far one of the, my favorite child performances that i've seen in a long time amethicani does a really great job uh bringing this charisma He's very charismatic in this role. He doesn't have a ton to do. It's like a, one of the his best performances in the Connaissance. But he is just doing his thing, going by being really charismatic and befriends these two boys and tells this really great story. And he has a really kind of a good redemption arc near the end of the movie. I feel like that movie, it gets a little action-y in near the end. Uh, but it, it still kind of fits the world that, um, that Jeff Nichols does tell here. Reese Witherspoon is here, uh, but it, again, really you're paying attention to Ty Sheridan and Matthew McConaughey okay, here. They, these uh, performances are really solid and kind of worth the price of admission. I really like the world that Jeff Nichols does set up here. It's very simple sets, uh, kind of good, like it's a kind of perfect pairing with Inside Lewin Davis, kind of like that you could play Inside Lewin Davis songs over the top of this movie and it would kind of uh, play perfectly i just talked about inside lewin davis on a leather episode so make sure you guys check out the review right above my head there really solid little film here i don't really have anything negative to say i just think that the the ending kind of gets away from it a little bit and feels a little larger than it actually should be uh there is a kind of a a young romance that does blossom in here and it kind of i feel bad for ty sheridan in a lot of the the emotional moments here and 
uh, it's 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 really solid, really good movie that I, I really got invested a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, let's go into that box office. The budget for the movie is ten million dollars. Didn't have a huge budget, but it grossed had a worldwide gross of thirty two point six million dollars. Another good profit margin there. And uh, let's jump into those awards. Uh, no Oscar love for this movie. Didn't think it would necessarily. Uh, let's see what it gets nominated for. The Cannes Film Festival did nominate it for the Palme d'Or for Jeff Nichols here. Uh, Best Foreign Film for the ASCAN of, it was nominated there. Austin Film Critics Association gave the seventh place for Best Film, nominated Jeff Nichols as well. Actor of the Year for the Central Ohio Film Critics, for Actor of the Year for Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club and The Wolf of Wall Street. And this is also tied into the mud as well. And yeah, not a whole lot of nominations, or there's a lot of nominations, not enough enough wins there. But all right, well, that's my quick takes on my. There's not a whole lot to say about that movie, like I was said, but it's a really solid movie by Jeff Nichols. Uh, you guys should check it out if you guys haven't. I guess I didn't say this at the beginning of the podcast, but make sure you guys check the show notes down below to find out where these films are streaming, so you guys can check them out as well. Um, again, next week it's uh, we're doing uh, 1988. We are talking about Akira, Beetlejuice, and that's going to tie into a Steven Spielberg watch. We're back to Steven Spielberg. I'm trying to get better. Ready Player One. Uh, we're doing Ready Player One because Akira and the bike, the bike from Akira, I never watched that movie, by the way, appears in Ready Player One. And Beetlejuice, the avatar Beetlejuice, does show up in Ready Player One. So it's fitting that they, you know, they're all tied together. I'm really, I'm, I'm really creative. Yay. Uh, but really excited to watch Akira next week. So... Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, make sure you guys subscribe and leave us a comment on the podcast. So anyway, until next time, see you later.